Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hey friend, it's Winston. Just a quick heads up for this episode. I did this on Zoom, and during the recording, I am as uh, we are in quarantine. And so the audio quality of my recording was impacted, so it does cut in and out a bit during this recording. I apologize, and I didn't figure that out until afterward, and I don't know that there was really anything I could have done anyway. So I just want to give you a heads up. Most of the shows are not like that, uh, but we were having some some technical issues with that. So it is audible, uh, or the, the whole thing, you can understand everything being said for the most part, but just a little heads up there, friend, all right? So thank you so much for tuning in. This is a super important episode I'm very excited to share, so let's get down Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very, very special guest. Today's guest is an author of an amazing book series. I'm super excited to hear more about. His name is Connor Bormack, and he's the president of Libertas Institute, a free market think tank in Utah. He is the author author of over a dozen books on politics, education, and culture, along with hundreds of columns and articles championing individual liberty. He is also president of the Association for Teaching Kids Economics, a national nonprofit helping K-8 students learn free market ideas. He is a California native and Brigham Young University graduate. Connor currently resides in Leahy, uh, Utah with his wife and two children, and I'm super, super excited to have you on the show today. Welcome, Connor. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Super excited. Um, so I stumbled upon your book, The Tuttle Twins, maybe, maybe a month ago, and it caught my attention immediately because of the topics that they are discussing. And so um, for folks that maybe aren't yet familiar with your series, The Tuttle Twins, and what it's about, would you just kind of give us um, you know, an idea of, of who are the Tuttle Twins and, and what is this book series about? Yeah, for sure. Our uh, Tuttle Twins books help teach children the way the world works uh, through economic and political principles and social principles. Our goal is to give young people an understanding about the world that they are becoming a part of. And Unfortunately, that type of material is not really taught in schools. Textbooks don't cover these ideas. And, and frankly, many parents don't quite know how to uh, talk to their kids about these things. And so our books kind of become a, a welcome crutch in a way where parents can use these resources to introduce the ideas of a free society to their children and then have meaningful conversations with them. We get messages all the time from parents who are just blown away that their six-year-old can understand these ideas that frankly, you know, many adults don't even understand and then hold their own in a conversation where, you know, they're applying these ideas or talking about them and answering questions their parent asks. And it's really shifted for the parents who read the Tuttle Twins. It's shifted their, you know, dinner conversations 
and interactions with their kids so that they can talk about these engaging complex ideas that uh, frankly I think uh, we would all do well to uh, pay more attention to and talk more about especially with the way the world is these days um, you know it's critical to understand how economies work and how we ought to interact with one another and what our rights are and and what is uh, sound money and savings and entrepreneurship and investment and risk and all these different ideas uh, too often people can go through the entire you know public education system and never really grasp these concepts and so the Tuttle Twins books are designed to make sure help parents make sure that uh, their kids don't end up that way and give them kind of a leg up for adulthood. Mm. Gosh, yeah, that's uh, that's really fantastic, and uh, and that's you know I'm a parent of uh, two children, uh, eight and um, and three, and uh, they, you know, I, I'm at that point where I want to be able to have these conversations with my kids. I want to be able to speak um, intelligently, you know, from an educated standpoint, and not just from emotion. And uh, so that's really another thing that that caught my attention about your books. So you've been doing this. For a while, right? This isn't, you know. I'm, I know that you're the president of um, of a society that is uh, kind of helping people understand these topics, right? Would you share with us um, a little bit about your background and how did how did you get into this line of uh, this line of work? Yeah, for sure. In fact, the Tuttle Twins books were born of kind of a an interaction I had with my kids as a result of my job. I uh, started about eight or nine years ago a nonprofit focused on uh, creating a freer society, specifically changing laws and educating the public to have you know freer markets, uh, to have more personal freedom, personal responsibility. And so uh, I'm actually from San Diego. I, I grew up mm. there, spent my entire uh, life there until I went to college. And I live in Utah uh, with my family. So our organization is here. There are organizations like ours in other states. In fact, uh, for your listeners, uh, who most of whom, uh, maybe all of whom aren't in Utah, mm. I would say, yeah. Uh, go check out spn.org. That stands for State Policy Network. And uh, you can find a directory there to look up your state and find the group, or sometimes groups, plural, uh, operating in your state trying to fight for these types of ideas. And you can you know, support them or look into them and, and uh, interact with them. So I, I started a group here in Utah and uh, for years have been now uh, working on these issues. I care deeply about them. I I'm very engaged, and, and as I, uh, you know, I'm a dad, I also have two kids, I would find myself coming home from work wanting to talk to my little kids about what it is I did all day, and, mm. and uh, you know, it's, it's like the birds and the bees. Sometimes that's a tough conversation. You're not quite sure how, how to word, like, complex ideas and sometimes controversial, of course, ideas, and, and so with the birds and the bees, many parents will use a book. They'll go on Amazon. There's all kinds of, like, age-appropriate, you know, books that'll uh, help you know teach kids about these ideas. So I'm like, hey, I bet Amazon has something to talk to my kids about. You know, what is justice, mm. and and what are property rights and things like this. And uh, I couldn't find anything, uh, you know, for the younger audience. And so I spent a couple of weeks being bummed about that, and then realized, hey, you dolt, you talk about entrepreneurship all the time. Uh, <laughs> here here's an opportunity to actually put it in practice. And uh -huh. and so we did our first book. It was just a total test. Uh, we didn't know if it would, you know, succeed or flop, but but we just had a ball doing it. And uh, the illustrator and I uh, is a buddy of mine, 
And it was just a labor of love. We're like, you know, if, if this doesn't sell at all, fine. We, we want this for our kids. So let's create mm-hmm. this book. Uh, and that was our first book, The Tuttle Twins Learn About the Law. And uh, the market response was very positive. And so that was a signal to us to keep going. And we now have 11 books in the kids series. We, we launched a teen series. We came up with a family card game uh, uh, recently that we launched. Uh, we have a, a free market economics curriculum for families of kids of all ages to do now. We launched that last year. Uh, so it's just been a ton of fun because so many families out there have responded saying like, no, we, we want our kids to learn these things too. They recognize like I did that, you know, schools are not going to teach this stuff. And if we want our kids to understand the way the world really works, it, it's up to us. And so the Tuttle Trends book series has kind of filled that void uh, for parents looking to talk to their kids about it. Yeah, that's super powerful, Connor. And I really appreciate that, that you've, um, you know, that you, that you saw that lack in the marketplace and you took it upon yourself to do something about it. You, like you said, you know, the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial uh, effort there to, uh, to just bring something to market and people responded. There was obviously a demand for it and you've uh, continued to produce these books and the, uh, the cards and the curriculum. That's very, very cool. So, you know, one thing that, um, that I feel I find myself thinking about when I see things going on out there is, you know, I wonder, you know, how many other people are thinking about this? Like, do people realize that, you know, some of the stuff happening out there is potentially impacting, you know, future generations and the liberty that we've enjoyed and, uh, you know, that there's maybe encroachment upon these kind of uh, rights or liberties. And, um, you know, you seem to be very much aware of that, and, and I'm glad to hear that there is a demand for it. What kind of things do you think um, folks are, you know, how, how do you, with things going on right now, how much of what you're doing would you say is really, um, you know, uh, preparing people for situations like what's going on right now, you know, where maybe um, we're in, so as of the time of this recording, for people that may be listening, at, you know, down the line. Uh, we are in the midst of a pandemic, right? It's COVID-19, um, coronavirus, people are on lockdown across the, uh, not just the nation, but the world. And I, I think some folks are maybe a little afraid about, um, you know, how, how rights may somehow be impacted with uh, these kind of things. Do you still are, you know, thinking about these kind of things or is that something you think we should be concerned about? What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, super important questions. In fact, I have to chuckle a little bit. The most recent book that we put out, uh, it's called The Tuttle Twins uh, and the Messed Up Market. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this book several months ago uh, before any of this stuff started happening. And now I find myself <clears throat> laughing because the book is almost eerily prophetic mm-hmm. in, in what it's talking about. I mean, the book talks about uh, stimulus. It talks about bailouts. It talks about interest rates, which you know now in the real world have gone to zero. Mm-hmm. It talks about a messed up market, hence the title of the name, and what happens when there are market distortions and how that can harm and affect people and what we need to do about it and all these things. And so all of it's been amazing. I've been hearing from the parents who, who bought the most recent book, and, uh, and it's hilarious because they are now, like their kids are able to better understand what is going on in the world because of the context of this book that we just wrote before mm-hmm. any of this even happened. And so 
it's it's great for me like it's it's just very satisfying as the author to mm. hear all these stories of families who you know these parents they want they want to talk to their kids about this stuff they want to give their kids confidence they want to reassure them they want to help their kids understand why is dad home all the time now right mm-hmm. like, either he's working from home or he lost his job or you know or whatever right or mom yeah. And uh, the world is, is a little different right now. Hopefully we'll bounce back soon and, and fully, but uh, who knows? And so parents are wanting to kind of reassure, talk to their kids about this stuff. And so that's kind of where we see ourselves fitting in is that a lot of parents don't know how to talk well in kind of the language of you know, a child and, and translate some of these things to kind of a more simplified version. So really just we're there to help. We want parents to have great discussions with their kids. We want their kids to understand adult ideas. And, and yes, including, and, and I would say, especially the ideas that are connected to what is happening right now with this crisis uh, and, and what's happening to mom or dad's job, what's happening to the company, what's happening to the economy, uh, why is the government uh, shutting things down? Where do they get that authority? Mm-hmm. How does that affect our rights? What are our rights? <laughs> uh, how do we defend our rights, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if anything, I think now is like the, the time of the most relevance for something like the Tuttle Twins books because we want families talking together about what is going on and what it means for each of us. Mm. Yeah, that is uh, so powerful and so timely and yeah, and prophetic, as you said, you know, because I saw your um your new book come out and uh you know it it is right the timing is just like whoa did either he's been thinking about this or he just you know cranked this they cranked this book out like super quick um but yeah that's that's incredible because and it's you know and it's not exactly the first time this kind of thing has happened right i mean the pandemic yes in in a sense you know in, in most recent history but as far as like these principles and the things that you're you're describing in your books um, you know, there, it, it seems, it, I get the sense that you're drawing upon history and, and knowledge of, um, you know, things that maybe we need to be careful of as uh, folks living in a society like ours, that we need to protect some of these things. Would you say, I know some of the folks that, you know, I speak with, um, you know, and, and I speak with folks in, you know, from all walks of life, um, some folks are kind of more of a mindset of like, Hey, this is um, you know just the way it is. Other folks are like, no, this is uh, this is happening, and we need to take things into our own hands, so to speak, or be aware of this and be able to really defend uh, ourselves and speak for ourselves in a way. And and I get the impression very much that your books um, kind of understand that and are really helping educate people for how to protect our rights. And, and like you said, you know, like the, the the governmental authority, where do they get these rights? So. Would you share with us kind of what are your thoughts on, you know, what, what should, you know, parents, but adults in general in our society, what kind of things, you know, should we be looking out for with, uh, with everything going on to kind of, um, you know, be protecting future generations and, and the uh, rights that we have? Uh, it's a great question. There's a, a quote from Ronald Reagan that I'm going to butcher a little, but he says something to the effect of, uh, the closest thing that we have to eternal life on earth is a temporary government program. Uh, hmm. Because of, co- of course, these things are never temporary. Uh, what was true when Reagan said it has been true, you know, for the entirety of America's existence and governments in general throughout history uh, and, and today. In fact, there's a great book uh, by a guy named Bob Higgs 
called Crisis and Leviathan. Leviathan is kind of this uh, nickname for big government, uh, but mm. Crisis and, and Leviathan, the whole point being his book is like this review of how in times of crisis, the government grows. Why? Because mm. we get scared and we yeah. want someone to solve the problem and we don't have the information. Therefore, we trust those in power who we believe do have access to the information to make wise decisions. We trust that they're making wise decisions. We mm -hmm. surrender our freedoms. We put up with these restrictions. We tolerate increased taxes or government programs, right? 9-11 happens. Oh, sure. Let's have the TSA, you know, looking in our underwear and patting us down and, and all this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. so historically, we always put up with this. The Declaration of Independence itself says that mankind is more disposed to suffer right, while it's tolerable to suffer, then to write, uh, you know, and abolish the forms to which they're accustomed. We're, we're, we're just mm -hmm. used to kind of going along with what we're told to, rather than demanding a change. And I wrote a book called Feardom uh, mm -hmm. a few years ago that chronicles this as well, that like uh, politicians and the media very well know how to exploit people's emotions for the benefit of, you know, if you're in the media, getting more clicks, uh, mm -hmm. getting more people watching, paying attention to you. If you're in politics, you know, getting more power, getting a bill passed, passing a new program. And so we're seeing very much right now part of a longstanding trend where in times of crisis, be they pandemic, terrorism, financial crisis, dollar devaluation, mm -hmm. uh, whatever the case may be, uh, the historical trend is that government grows, power centralizes within the government mm -hmm. um, rather than decentralizes, which is the whole purpose of the Constitution and uh, really trying to spread the power out down to a local level. So uh, what can families be doing? Well, the first thing is you can't defend a right that you don't know exists, right? Mm -hmm. If your property, uh, if your neighbor comes onto your property and you don't know where your property line is, how can you defend it? If, you're, if your neighbor starts you know, pushing the fence line out, if he, if he starts kind of setting up you know, lawn chairs or you know, whatever, starts spreading on your property, if you don't know where that boundary is, how can you defend against the encroachment of your property? The same holds true of our rights in general. If we don't know what our rights are, then how in the world can we defend them? So the first thing is uh, education is just absolutely critical because if we don't have an understanding about what our rights are, we are ill-equipped to defend them. We won't even know when they're being undermined because we won't understand the ramifications of what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of is the second point. We can't win a war that we don't know is being waged. Yeah. If we don't realize that there are people trying to take our freedoms that for decades and centuries, mm -hmm. there is kind of this long-standing effort by the state to consolidate power, to mm -hmm. amass wealth, to enrich those at the top. And I'm not a you know, social justice warrior, I'm not a you know, anti-Wall Street kind of guy, but when you do have this centralization of uh, capital at the apex of society, it is often through not capitalism, but crony capitalism. Mm -hmm. It is this incestuous relationship between big business and big government where all the people who are connected get more power and more wealth at the expense of others. If we had capitalism and just free markets and you didn't have the airlines right now being bailed out so that they can buy more shares of their own stock so mm -hmm. that they can give their CEO even more money, like 
the, the, this stuff runs into problems when you don't have actual free markets. So families uh, need to know what our rights are. We need to understand the context that there is an effort by others to control us, to try and reduce and limit our freedoms. We have to basically have open eyes as to what is actually happening. Now, in terms of what to do from there, I am always hesitant to give recommendations. For example, mm -hmm. think if we're in like World War III. Mm -hmm. Well, World War III is going to look different in your community than in mine. Maybe mm -hmm. in mine, I need to dig a big freaking moat, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> for, for whatever reason, based on the geography. In your community, maybe you've got these hills and you've got great uh, you know, vantage point to kind of defend the community from people coming up you know, the, the terrain. So you're going to want snipers, right? To kind of mm -hmm. pick people off from far away. What I mean by that is in this war to protect our rights or this, this fight to defend our freedom, that's going to look different for each of us, depending on our life circumstances. For me, it means running a think tank to change the law uh, and to write a bunch of books. For mm -hmm. a mom out there raising kids and, you know, staying home while dad's at work, maybe it means starting a book club with other moms to talk about these ideas and to come up with their own ideas for a teenager out there. Maybe it means starting, you know, a protest talking about how public education is bloated and that they want, you know, more innovation in education. I mean, I don't know. The mm -hmm. whole point is we are all so diverse. We're in different circumstances. Once we are all kind of awake and aware of what's happening, we will then better know what we need to do about it. Everyone is just so uniquely different that I don't have like this concrete plan of everyone ought to do this. Yeah. Um, I, I just think everyone needs to kind of quote unquote wake up. And then once we've done that, we're going to be much more educated and empowered to know what we can do within our sphere of influence to make a difference in our community and for the world. That's awesome, Connor. Yeah, I love that. And um, you said some some things that I think, um, you know, I, I think they're on a lot of people's minds, but it's it's very tricky to talk about. You know, I run this show, and uh, one of the the things that I always kind of dreamed of with it is, of course, having an impact at some level, right? And, and hopefully on many levels. Um, and some of the things that are of concern to me are things that I don't talk about on this show because. They're things that I don't really honestly know how to express in a very positive or um, helpful way, right? I could, I could talk and rant and, you know, maybe be emotional or whatever, but that's not really going to help people. It's not going to help us in the way that I would like to help. What you're describing here is, um, you know, you're obviously somebody who is putting a lot of thought and uh, has a lot of experience working in this, in this field. And I really like that you said... Um, well, you know, you just kind of said things that I think maybe a lot of us suspect, but um, it could be, you know, maybe thrown into the the realm of like conspiracy, right? Which I think is a way to kind of discredit people sometimes like, oh, well, you're just a conspiracy theorist. But what you're describing is not really, it's not like a theory. Like this is pretty, we can look around and kind of see the history of this having happened. And like you said, you know, there isn't an effort to control us and limit us and, and centralize this power. And so um, you also said that, you know, running uh, for that, the, that, so to speak, would maybe look different for each of us. And I think that's a really powerful concept as well, that what you're doing on your, like, we don't have necessarily, but if, as we all begin to wake up and just become aware of what is happening, 
then we each get to contribute our piece to that battle, so to speak. And what you're doing with running a think tank and writing these books, and hopefully me with being able to bring awareness to these books in your series and what you're doing, hopefully that can be a contributing piece to the awakening of, uh, of our society to this situation. So I really appreciate, Connor, what you're doing and the time you spent here on the show sharing this with people. If people wanted to learn more about what you're doing, what's the best way for them to get a, to get a, a hold of you and to learn more? Well, uh, thanks to you for having me on. Really appreciate being here. I'm always very eager to kind of share this with, with others because I'm, I'm so passionate about helping families uh, understand the way the world works and, and just really level up their dinner conversations. I think it's, uh, I, I've heard so much from parents about this that it just motivates me to continue and make sure that other families out there can, can share in that experience. The best way, of course, to find out the books is just TuttleTwins.com. Uh, you can get them there with a bunch of freebies and discounts and, and uh, kind of get the, the starter pack. Um, and if anyone's interested in learning about me or our organization, you can just go to ConnorBoyak.com or just Google, you know, Connor Boyack, you'll find plenty of information there. I'm easy to, to find online, uh, but would just encourage all the families out there to really uh, uh, consider adding Tuttle Twins to your library, spreading the word, because I think we've got uh, a lot more work to do society-wide and making sure uh, that we're prepared for what's to come and that we kind of uh, wake a lot more families up and, and help them along the way. So thanks again for having me on. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And so, yeah, Tuttle Twins, T-U-T-T-L-E, twins.com. Also, I will uh, be setting up a page on the Find Your Flow website so you can uh, access all of, uh, you know, the links uh, that Connor shared. And so uh, you can go to findyourflow.com forward slash Tuttle Twins, and uh, the links will be there. So thank you so much, Connor. I have one uh, more question for you before I let you go. So one of the big... Uh, Themes or ideas for this show is, uh, you know, this kind of idea of like flow states and or epiphanies and synchronicities and aha moments. Do you have a, an aha moment or a, uh, you know, some kind of uh, epiphany or life-changing moment that you uh, would be willing to share with us? Oh, that's a great question. You know, for me, uh, as, I, as I reflect on my life, it came after I graduated college. I had spent the entire time going through the public school system. Uh, and, you know, I had an okay time and whatever, but when I was done with assignments and tests and projects and having to learn what I was told to learn in order to take tests to show that I had learned it, only, mm -hmm. if I'm being honest, to then kind of purge it from my brain <laughs> short, <laughs> shortly thereafter, uh -huh. um, when I finally had the time and the educational freedom to pursue what I was interested in, to, to learn about the things that I, because yeah, I had like summer vacations, and I had weekends or whatever, but my mental energy, I think most people's mental energy was so academically exhausted with what you're supposed to do. I never felt like I really could or wanted to spend the time to dig into what I was passionate about. So when I finally graduated college, that's when I really experienced this rush of all this extra time, all this extra mental energy, to go learn. And, and I completely changed my life all the way through college. I was just a, a techie guy. I was in it. I was a web developer. And, and after college, I had this kind of, uh, you know, epiphany that, wait a minute, like I, I can now study what I want to. And in doing that, it led to a totally different career. 
Mm. I am now on the life path that I feel like I should have been on way earlier had I been exposed to this stuff along the way. Mm. Um, and so for me, it really, um, it really suggests the importance of making sure for me as a father that I give my kids that, that breathing room, that I give them an opportunity to, to honor their individuality and say, what is uniquely you? What interests you? What can we spend time learning about that you want to learn about? What are your passions and interests that we can kind of cultivate and develop rather than, hey, you're supposed to learn this thing because you're this age. And so now you have to cram your head full of all this information. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm very passionate about kind of educational freedom. And obviously, you know, it's probably no surprise that we homeschool our kids mm -hmm. because I want them to have that space within which they can uh, kind of experiment and pursue different paths rather than one conveyor belt that everyone else is on. Uh, mm -hmm. So for me, that was a game changer in my life. And it's something I'm very passionate about uh, making sure that we provide for our children. That's uh, that's incredible. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And uh, certainly that's, um, I think, something we can all you know, appreciate that that space that you're providing for your children. And, um, you know, I hope for uh, that for our listeners, of course, that, you know, they're able to create that space for themselves to really get educated on the things that are going to light them up and, and turn them on and awaken them to the opportunity to be themselves, their, you know, their individual um, uniqueness. And so I really appreciate you sharing that with us, Connor, and, uh, and your time in showing up again on the show here and sharing what you're doing with the world. So thank you so much, Connor, for, uh, for that. Any uh, final words um, before we uh, wrap up the day? No, just I've had a fun discussion. And, and once again, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. So again, ConnorBoyak.com, also TuttleTwins.com or FindYourFlow.com forward slash TuttleTwins. And you can get all the links there for, uh, for him and uh, TuttleTwins. Thank you, listener. I really appreciate you, friend, being here and uh, sticking with us for this incredible interview. And please share this with people that you know that you think would appreciate this. This is um, I think a lot of us want to be able to be positive and do things that are going to be impactful and powerful. And there's literally no time like this present. Um, and this is, this is, if ever there was a chance to do something that wouldn't take too much time or energy, but that could have a massive impact on all of us, this would be it. Share this knowledge with the world and get it out there. And so thank you so much to all my listeners. I appreciate you. Go forth, uh, take care. And until next time, friends, be flowing. Hi, friend, Winston here. Thank you for listening to the Find Your Flow podcast. I really appreciate you spending time here. So I want to hook you up with some free stuff from the Find Your Flow shop and uh, some awesome discounts. So go ahead over to findyourflow.com forward slash podcast VIP. That's podcast VIP as in very important person as you are to me for being a subscriber to the podcast on your favorite listening station such as iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And I appreciate you so much for listening go there put in your name and email address findyourflow.com forward slash podcast vip and i will send you some cool stuff thank you again friend for listening take care and back to the show well thanks for listening friend by the way do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers maybe you'd like to put it in a book well 
go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.